0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to 15 Minutes for Faith, Bible studies designed to increase our faith in Yahweh as the only true and living God, the Bible as the only inspired Word of God, and Jesus as the only divine Son of God and Savior of the world. Our study today is part two of Jesus' Resurrection from the Dead. John chapter 19, verse 38 through 42, provides important facts concerning the burial of Jesus. In verse 38, after these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Pilate granted permission. He came, therefore, and took away his body. In verse 39, Nicodemus came also who had first come to him by night, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. Verse 40, And so they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, on account of the Jewish day of preparation, because the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there." Now, if the Gospel of John was an uninspired biography about simply a good and decent man, normal human being, this is where the story would end. There would be no chapters 20 and 21. There would be nothing more to say. There would be no book of Acts, for there would be no great commission. There would be no letters of Paul, for Paul would never have been converted, There would be no letters from Peter, for he and the other apostles would have remained in unbelief. There would be no book of Hebrews, for there would be no new covenant, no revelation by John, for death would not have been conquered, and Jesus would not hold the keys of death in his hand. I've read many biographies of people from various secular walks of life, but I've yet to read one where the story of a man's life continued beyond his death. But Jesus is different. Now, on the first day of the week, the Bible says, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark. She saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. Tombs are for the dead, not the living. Jesus was alive. Rising from the dead, Jesus fulfilled a thousand-year-old prophecy of David. Thou wilt not abandon my soul to Sheol. Nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Psalm 16 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 38, the Apostle Paul reveals the resurrection of Jesus as an essential part of the Gospel. The central part of the Gospel. He says beginning in verse 3, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was, that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. Now in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul reveals the terrible consequences If Christ had not been raised in verse 13, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain. Your faith also is vain. Moreover, we're even found to be false witnesses of God because we witnessed against God that he raised Christ whom he did not raise. If in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Friend, a sadder picture cannot be imagined. On the other hand, if Jesus has been raised, nothing should bring us greater joy. Now, for the remainder of our lesson today, let's consider together the the blessed implications of the resurrection of Jesus for all who faithfully obey Him. First of all, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead validates the apostles' teaching. The resurrection was a major theme of apostolic teaching. It was the primary fact about Jesus that changed their lives, and therefore, their preaching. Reading through the book of Acts and the epistles, you'll find the resurrection of Jesus was given primary import, proving the divinity of Jesus. Let me notice with you a few examples. In Acts chapter 2, verse 32, Peter said, This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses, to a different group of Jews. In chapter 3, verse 15, Peter said, But you put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. Before the Jewish Sanhedrin, in Acts chapter 4, verse 10, they said, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands before you in good health. And In Acts chapter 5, verse 30, they said, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. We're able to see from these few examples that the resurrection of Jesus was a major theme of apostolic teaching. It was the number one evidence provided for the divinity of Jesus. In view of these facts, we can put full confidence and full faith in the message of the apostles. The resurrection of Jesus validated their preaching. It is a God-confirmed message. Today, to follow the example of the first century disciples, we should make the resurrection of Jesus Christ a primary theme of our teaching. It is truly the good news of Jesus Christ. He is risen from the tomb. According to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14, the resurrection of Jesus validates or confirms our faith. The resurrection of Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 4 states, Who was declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. What declared Jesus to be the Son of God? Paul says, His resurrection from the dead. How do we know for certain He is the divine Son of God? By His resurrection from the dead. The res- resurrection, therefore, validates our faith. What other religious leader prophesied that he would die and be raised from the dead a few days later? Not Muhammad, not Gautama, the Buddha, not Krishna of the Hindus. Their bodies are still in their tombs. And yet Jesus boldly prophesied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. John 2, verse 19. In Matthew 16, verse 21, Jesus said, The Son of Man must go to Jerusalem. Suffer many things from the elders and chief priests. Be killed and be raised on the third day. Jesus fulfilled these prophecies to the letter. Therefore, the resurrection of Jesus validates our faith. Should a person believe in Jesus Christ in view of Jesus' resurrection from the dead? The answer is absolutely. Should a person obey the commandments of Jesus? to believe, to be baptized, and to give their life in worship to him, even unto death. Yes, of course, in view of the marvelous evidence that Jesus was raised from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ means our faith is on solid ground. According to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 15, the resurrection of Jesus validates the apostles' testimony. The apostles claimed that Jesus was raised, therefore If he was not raised, then the apostles are liars. They would not simply be mistaken. In Paul's words, they would be false witnesses. Many do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus, and yet they refer to Jesus and the apostles as good, decent men. The Quran calls Jesus a prophet and apostle of God, yet denies that he even died. But both Jesus and the apostles made it very clear that Jesus died he was buried and raised. Therefore, we must either accept their testimony or be prepared to call them and Jesus a liar. There's no middle ground here, friend. There's no room for compromise. In Acts chapter 5 verse 32, we read that the apostles are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. And thus we have the testimony of the three witnesses, Concerning Jesus' resurrection. The apostles, the Holy Spirit, and the fathers. Deuteronomy 17, verse 6 states, By the testimony of two or three witnesses, let every fact be confirmed. 1 Corinthians 1:17 shows that through the resurrection of Jesus, our sins can be forgiven. Without the resurrection of Jesus, all of us are left, all we are left with is a dead body. A Christ who is powerless to triumph over death and powerless to save us from our sins. In Romans 4, verse 25, we see the resurrection united with our salvation. Jesus was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. People may say many things about Jesus, but if He was not raised, then His blood is useless in saving us. But if Jesus was raised, as we believe the scriptures to teach then he overcame sin and death now what does that mean to us friend it means everything it means everything according to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 18 because jesus has been raised all the dead will someday be raised 1 Corinthians 15:20 teaches jesus is the first fruits of those who are asleep that is have died verse 22 tells us for as an adam all die so also in Christ all shall be made alive. What does it mean that Jesus is the firstfruits? Others had been resurrected before Jesus. Lazarus, Jairus' daughter. So how is Jesus the firstfruits of the dead? The answer to this question can be found in Revelation 1, verse 18. Jesus was, I am the living one, and I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and of Hades. Lazarus was raised, but he died again. Jairus' daughter was raised, she died again. Others were raised, but Jesus was different. When Jesus was raised, he arose never to die again. He is alive forevermore, thus the first fruits and guarantor of all the dead. Sin gives death its power. But Jesus knew no sin, First Peter 2.22. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Therefore, death had no claim over him. As a result of this, Paul says, Jesus' resurrection validates our hope. Jesus Christ met death face to face and defeated it. The tomb was empty on that first day of the week following his death because Jesus had arisen. Tombs are for the dead not for the living. We serve a risen Savior. Thank you for listening to 15 Minutes for Faith. Hopefully you found the program helpful and will tell your friends and family about us. We're also happy to welcome you to our services at 5051 Ponderosa Street in Columbia. On Sunday morning, we meet at 10 o'clock with Bible classes for various ages, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, and on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock, with Bible classes for very various ages, thank you for listening.